0: Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for coming for the kickoff of the 2023 Texas Author Series at the Latino Bookstore at the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center. Bienvenidos a ustedes. My name is Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante. I'm very proud to be the literary curator. On behalf of the director of the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center, Christina Bailly, we want to welcome you want to welcome you on behalf of Alma. Alma is our new store manager. I want to give her an applause. And before our wonderful reading tonight, I do want to set it up appropriately because we're making history like with every moment, with every syllable, we're making history tonight. And we want to spread the word because that's the goal. The goal is that people need to know that there's only one Latino bookstore in Texas. ¿Verdad? ¿Verdad? You're in it. Okay. You're in it. You're in it right here. Y la meta es <laughs> que cuando alguien, una familia, quiere leer el libro de Silviana, nomás vienen de Silviana, vienen para aquí a leer el libro. Cualquier día que quieran, they can come and buy the book, our culture, any day of the week. I'm going to give her a proper introduction in a little bit, but I just want to tease you with what's going on because this is monumental. I also want to point out that we're also celebrating that we had our first full year of events last year, and this year we're taking it up a notch, but there's several different things that have happened that we want to let you know. So for example, every second Friday, every second Friday of the month we'll have this particular series, verdad? And we'll have some special Saturday events as well, We'll have some off-site events as well. I also want you to know that we're celebrating that I think you've heard of him, uh, Congressman Joaquin Castro, ¿verdad? verdad, champion of our community. We wanna let you know that he in his role as an elected official went out of his way and he helped the Latino bookstore get a grant for $100,000. And again, this is not like a corporate bookstore, so do not make that mistake. We are here to celebrate the community cultural capital of San Antonio, and we want to make this a destination site for all of Tejas, and on top of it, we go to where our gente are. So let me give you a quick example. Um, Part of that grant is gonna help us create lesson plans. So I want one of the teachers, Araceli, Araceli, if you could please get up, por favor. Araceli Manriquez, por favor. (laughs) Applause. She is a teacher at Bonham. And she will be writing some of the lesson plans for middle school. And what this means is we're gonna give away those lesson plans to teachers, so they they can institute these lesson plans in middle school, grammar school, and high school. We're gonna give them away for free, and we wanna make sure that the writers go visit the students, because right across the street is a school, Breckenridge Elementary. They are now tapped into the leading literacy program in the country. So for example, I do wanna share with you, You may have heard too, this is really touching to me, because Congressman Castro, um, this is kind of somber news, you may have read in the newspaper that he was diagnosed with cancer. Um, That is touching, and I I want to say that out loud because he's he's fighting right now, struggling for that. I believe he knew he was diagnosed with cancer when he came and gave us the check. Verdad? And that day was magical because This whole area was full of second graders from across the street. We had about a hundred second graders right here, and Congressman Joaquin Castro se sentó con un libro, (laughs) and he read to them. And the kids, you know, there's a lot of myths about our youth that we don't pay attention, that we don't like literature. That day, those children were spellbound, and I know they have a story to tell from now on, and they will remember. And here's the goal. We're gonna celebrate when they write their books, when they are published. This place will still be here. It will join your book on the family library. Their books will be part of there. And that's really what's going on. This is part of a movement. Do not mistake this for a corporate bookstore. This is a movement, and tonight va a ser un party, okay? Va a ser un party aquí, ah. And uh, as I mentioned, next April, on the second Friday of April, we'll have Diana Lopez with her book, Los Monstros, and she will be coming here and visiting Bonham Elementary as well. So that's going to be fantastic. Now um, I do want to thank the folks that helped us create tonight. I got to give a shout out to, uh, actually, Don Tomas is the uh, padrino of the Latino Bookstore. So Don Tomas, por favor, thank you for all you've done. Our madrina is Carmen Tafoya, so aplausos a Carmen Tafoya. The other thing we'll be doing is starting many, many partnerships. So uh, before I mention Las Estrellas de esta noche, I do want to give a shout out to our partners, uh, including the City of San Antonio Department of Arts and Culture, the Ford Foundation, the Mellon Foundation, the Texas Commission on the Arts, Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Having Their Say, Gemini Inc. And a special thanks to Our Lady of the Lake Mexican American Studies Program, por favor. And we were chatting earlier, we are now best friends. <laughs> we're gonna work together more, verdad? Because we are here to accelerate our cultura. And that's what we want. Más libros de nuestra gente en las casas de nuestras familias. Así. I see, I see the de I see the And tonight is going to be a really wonderful event because we've all teamed up. We're live streaming right now. que sus amigos se pongan celosos, envidiosos, they're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you were there in person." You know. Uh, that you got to meet Silviana in persona, right? We have to give her a big hug. You're missing it, but you get to see a little bit on, t- on the broadcast. This will air on the Nuestra Palabra radio show on Fox26houston.com, on 90.1 FM KPFT, and also on the podcast. Okay? Es que la quiero ser más famosa. Usted ya es famosa. La quiero ser más famosa, okay? <laughs> and we want the whole world to see how much love there is for Silviana here tonight. And how we're going to do that? We want to acknowledge Atzlan Libre Press. Juan Tejeda is going to perform later on with his cousin Armando. And it, it's cute because there were some people asking, "Well, it's the Texas Author Series." Y ¿No que Silviana viene de Tucson. Well, we're not the Cultural Border Patrol. Okay, <laughs> okay, we are not. So. Now that you're published by Aztlan Libre Press, que está basado aquí en Houston. Ya tiene sus papeles de Tejana ahora. Ahora los tiene. La ciudadanía de Tejana. Y usted dijo que antes también, cuando vino antes, they made you an honorary Texan. So, somos familia, Tejanos, Tejanas. But we want to thank Aztlan Libre Press for publishing this book and many of the books that are so key to our cultura. I want to remind you Um, So, I'm called the Libro Traficante. (laughs) And I have to remind folks, in 2012, Arizona legislators banned Mexican-American studies. I write a little bit about it in my book, The Tip of the Pyramid, Cultivating Community Cultural Capital, but that's not all I write about. I write about the wonderful fact we united across the Southwest, la gente de Arizona, la gente de Texas, la gente de California, and together we overturned that racist law, verdad? So that's what we did. That's what we did. And at that time we started underground libraries, but this is important because we want to be out in the open. We want, we're institutionalized. We want people to come during the day as a regular matter of fact. So, do not take for granted, please, that at any given time, at the whim of administration, our books can be hidden from us. So tonight, not only do we have to celebrate Silviana que está con nosotros, we have to celebrate her book. So tonight, I'm deputizing all of you as Traficantes. I hope you will take some of these, not just for you, but you need to be that cool tía, that cool tío, que regala libros, verdad? That share stories, verdad? And hopefully donate some. So tonight, if you do have a little extra to donate, if you buy an extra one, we'll donate to one of the local high schools también to make sure that they get that book, okay? Because that's what this is about. At the end of the day, we want so much cultura that people really really enjoy it and and get all they can from it. And tonight we're gonna have a dramatic reading. Um, A ver, we're gonna have Florinda Flores Brown, she's gonna do a dramatic interpretation talk more about her in a little bit and before I introduce our our, uh, keynote speaker I want to give some, uh, tirarles flores antes que den flores a, 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 a nuestra invitada. Let's see who's come the farthest away. Okay, because this is gotta be a tourist center, but that's so. I know some folks just walk down the block. If you're from San Antonio, raise your hand. You walk down the block with your. Aquí están en el barrio from the west side, el meró west side. All right, cerquitas. Aplausos a ellos. Estamos en su casa. Okay. Now, I drove three hours from Houston. Who drove more than an hour? Anybody drove more than an hour? Raise your hand. Okay. A couple of folks. Well, where did you where did you drive from, Armando? Desde dónde? Oh, God. did anybody travel further than three hours please stand up stand up how far did you come from
1: Woo!
0: And I tell you, we flowers Can you bring up the flowers for Silviana first please? I want to start this with magical flowers, por favor. Silviana, antes I introduce you about the book, please come up and get your flowers, por favor. Por favor. Lorinda Flores Brown is a writer, educator, and nonprofit professional from Laredo, Texas, now living in San Antonio. She's a storyteller who has performed at the Austin Batcave Story Department, Texas Public Radio's Worth Repeating, Listen to Your Mother, the Jumpstart Performance Company, and other shows, including Nuestra Palabra now, because she's going to be on our live stream, which is fantastic. So she'll come out for dramatic presentation in a little bit. ¿verdad? So we're looking forward to having you perform for us. Gracias. (sighs) Silviana Wood. I'm gonna read this and I'm gonna tell you special stories too, but just so that people watching, there's the Nueva York, she's a bilingual writer, actor, playwright, director, collective script coordinator, storyteller, and teacher. In addition to lead roles in productions by Teatro del Pueblo, Teatro Libertad, and Borderlands Theater in Tucson, and Teatro Esperanza in San Francisco, she appeared on the bilingual program Reflexiones as Doña Chona, a seven-year-old social and cultural activist. (laughs) Very cool, very cool. Her awards include two playwriting fellowships from the Arizona Commission on the Arts, two playwriting residencies from the Ford and Rockefeller Foundation, which are major national recognitions, an Artist Award from the Southern Arizona Community Foundations. She twice won the Chicano Latino Literary Prize from the University of California, Irvine, once for short story and once for drama. Three of her plays were produced by the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center, Aquí, yeah, yeah. Her recent published works include Barrio Dreams, selected plays uh, out of University of Arizona Press, Sochil in Cuacuil Floricanto from Madrid, and this is her new book, La Quinta Soledad. This is her new novel. Here's my, here's my special uh, information on her. I'm so proud that she was the first Chicana to get a master in creative writing in Arizona. That's amazing. Y me da mucho orgullo because there's some folks that look down on our language. She was one of the first Chicanas to use English y pachucoismo. In place, and I hope you're ready for a good time. Porque ella ha ido a México, lo ha amado y ha bailado y cantado. Y esta noche es un party con Silviana. Por favor, please welcome her to the stage. Woo! I'm gonna start off with one particular question. You've done so much for Nuestra Literatura. How did you become a writer?
1: My grandma, La Malhablada, when I, uh, I was a little girl uh, in elementary school. Well, one teacher says, Silvia, Silvia. <laughs> he says, oh, who is Silvia that all the poets commander? I said, oh, who said that? He says, Shakespeare. I said, okay, I'm gonna write. And then, another time, um, my nana, I went and told my nana, because I found dictionaries, <laughs> <laughs> le dije, nana, I'm gonna be a writer. Y huh? Pues el dicho hecho al mucho trecho, cabrona. Which means, there's a long stretch from action to staying down to the The other teacher one time says, uh, he called my name, he says, Sylvia Wood. Said, mm-hmm. He says, you know, you're Wood Wood. I go, how come I'm Wood Wood? He says, well, because the goddess of the trees is Silvanas, And then you're Wood. I said, okay, so I'm Wood Wood. <laughs> and I, I just got to tell you two little things. That I was telling Nana, that's my cousin, that's my daughter,
2: Tamara.
1: And the raptor's over there. What wow. actors? My brother, I, I, I was telling somebody, my brother was really wood, Muy blanco, muy güero. And we would come from the swimming pool. <laughs> Con piojos. <laughs> and when I was born in school, the, the, the teacher would wanted to calm us down and she would put, put uh, waltzes. So my piojos in front of me, I oh, they're doing the blue danube. Da, 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 ta, 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 ta. And that's how I started writing stuff. Simplesas, I called it. Pero um, my brother Willie venía con los piojos y decía mi abuela, esas no son piojos woods, son de los Garcías. And then his piojos would come down, and I would say, how come his piojos leave? And she says, oh, porque no tiene humor. I go, no, my brother has a great sense of humor. <laughs> and he was called, güero, güerinchi, mata la chinchi. I was called hueras secas in manteca. So a lot of the things that people were saying me encantaban. I said, Ah, oh, nobody says those crazy things. In, uh, in Salinas, California, I was i was very happy to be raised with chinos. Okay? And so I learned that, the Chinese, and my Nina. Get this, nobody knows this. I walked past Dan Steinbeck's house. Every day that I went to school, I used Salinas, and then I went to Cannery Road to discover all of that. And he's um, deaf eaten, so he was my hero. I would pass his house. Uh, got take me to dinner there. <laughs> and so I was uh, in some class, was book report, and the teacher just wrote at the bottom, "Have you considered creative writing?" No? Now I do. <laughs> Then I had a political activist, Lupe. I walked around, I was taking classes to be a social worker. <laughs> and she says, Como te va? I said, Ay, it's so depressing. Mexican, Chicano, unemployment, dropouts, food stamps, all of it. Then she says, Well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to write. But she said, You know what? We have too many social workers. And not enough writers. So next day I changed majors. <laughs> and, um, so that's how I became a writer. And, um, my nana, when you read my book, it's not fiction and it's real. <laughs> my nana is a real character in there. My nina Josefina, that she's a real character. Everybody else is made up. Menos. <laughs> no. I was in Mexico and one, one senor me dice, very politely, dispense me, espanol no es muy bueno. Oh, es perfecto, he tells me. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I got lost. I was looking for Father Hidalgo's house, Atotonilco. I got lost. Alguien, I said, dispense me, ando perdida. I'm going to a Totonilco. Oh, sí. And there was a pedestrian sign, and I said I asked the guard, los And he looked at my feet. I was supposed to say Piatones. and then I went to a museum, came back dying, at, at, and I had learned the word "deshidratada," dehydration. <laughs> so I walked in, dead tired, and he said, "Waiter, And I said, "Gracias porque vengo bien Silvanada. And then when I was lost in Atotoninco, también le dije un señor, dispense, me ando perdida. Quiero ir a Atotoninco. Oh, más o menos. Y está bien perdida. <laughs> and then he said, this is the way he talked. I, I, I told some other people. Miren, he's all Spanish. Váyase por esa veredita, ya va a dar un rodeo y si a la izquierda por ahí va a ser la sendera, pero ahí va a estar la calzada. No quiero zapatos'. He said, no, sígale, porque ahí, sígale así, porque el, 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 a la izquierda y no a la derecha, y ahí va a llegar a la, a la calzada. No quiero zapatos. Y yo, no, y yo, sígale, pero ahí va a estar la Glorieta. Oh, la Glorieta es mi amiga. So eventually I did find it, Dice, sígale. <laughs> I sincerely believe that if you're lucky in your life, there's someone whose words you will never forget, never. for me, she was my nana Conchita. She may never have told me that she loved me, and I may, may never have told her that I loved her, but in both our corazones, we knew. And so here I have to declare that I truly love and remember everything that my grandmother told me and I will never forget her words I no longer have her in my life but I do remember exactly when she gave me this advice and here it is she said that when a very esteemed person that you, you know you love and you, in your life and he leaves this earth and you can no longer see them their spirit their essence Will continue to visit you in memories, in thoughts, in dreams. So, you, even though you probably never actually see them, if you're really lucky and have faith, sometimes you can feel their presence. And if you, uh, she told me if you find yourself in a very desperate situation, dangerous, and you need guidance and help, that's when you hear, and they're going to come and help you. So I asked her if she was always going to be at my side, and she said that she didn't answer me. <laughs> oh, but she looked at me and uh, she smiled and patted me, at me. And I thought that with my crazy imagination, I would surely see the spirits. Like my my mom used to see Dusty, her best friend, the Abby.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: But I never saw her until tonight. She's talking about Magdalena, and she says, uh, it could be just a myth, but I read somewhere where a folklorist wrote about myths. If you believe they're true, then they're true. So I believe that my grandmother will always be by my side forever, and she will come and help me like she did tonight when she appeared, and we helped save the little girl at the dry riverbed in Magdalena, Sonora. So tonight, before I go to bed, I'm remembering very clearly my grandmother's precise description of the fiesta that she told me about 50 years ago, when she was around 60. And I had lived the last four years speaking only English. But even so, my grandmother and I had many long conversations because she understood my English perfectly, and I understood eventually her Spanish. In my safe memories, I, I can picture my nana dressed in a faded flannel nightgown and robe and praying the rosary every single night before she went to bed. She would slowly kneel next to her dresser where she had an altar with her eight santitos, her favorite santitos. And in between the rosaries, she would abruptly stop praying, and with her soft, sleepy voice and in great detail, she would explain and describe Magdalena's wondrous fiesta for San Francisco, and the authentic Sonoran dishes, delights, that no other state in Mexico <laughs> or Tucson restaurant could ever hope to du- duplicate. Those were her two fondest memories, and she never stopped telling me. I told you she said bad words. Okay, they said, Oh, see, sí, Quinta? Créemelo no, pero de veritas. Aunque hiciera sí, un pinche calor de la tisnada, yo, este, Aunque fuera o no fuera ya el mes de octubre, no cabe duda que las fiestas del milagroso San Francisco en mi pueblito de Magdalena de Aquino, Sonora, era la fiesta más grandiosa, grandiosa de todo el mundo y con la mejor comida en todo México. Hmm. Yes, those were her exact words in her very own distinctive and unique, imperfect Spanish, which included a tru- truly impressive range of misused, mispronounced in muchas malas palabras that I hope it doesn't offend people. And guess what? I have to totally agree with my grandmother. The fiesta for San Francisco is the grandest ce- celebration in the whole world and with the most delicious dishes in all of Mexico, especially the pozole de gallina pinta, which is made with beef, not chicken, and pinto beans and hominy. so it's not a painted chicken. But hijo, hijo, hijo hijo Chihuahua. It was just like she said. For being the month of October, it was this not a hot. <laughs> okay, that that wicked. And uh
0: And of course, in a little bit, um, we're going to have a chance to get uh, your book signed, take a picture, and hopefully, you'll also um, take some books to give away to your family, friends, for other family libraries. Appreciate your patience. We have a great turn now. We've had to get more chairs for folks coming in. Okay, so. A lot, a lot of uh, excitement about tonight, and more folks are coming, but the night's not over, and perhaps we'll have time for unas preguntitas al final de la noche, mejor, after uh, Florinda per- performs, maybe, maybe, a mejor. Otra pregunta que otra, maybe, maybe. And right now, for the second part of our presentation, please welcome, with a dramatic interpretation of La Quinta Soledad, please welcome Florinda. Flores Brown.
2: Have to make sure it's short enough. So uh, first of all, thank you, Tony. And thank you to Aslan Libre Press for inviting me. And of course, Felicidades, Silviana. It's such an honor to be sharing your words tonight. Chapter one my main delusions of grandeur and my pocho mocho Spanish. Which you will never ever imagine when you see me standing anywhere, looking toda rascuachita, chamogosa y cochambruda, holding onto my notepad, my beat up battered famous quotations book, thesaurus, and Spanish and English dictionaries in my hands is that I, have the audacity to call myself a writer. But honestly, I do. I do. I mostly write about my good, bad, joyful, and sad memories, lots of descriptions of my days, music that I love, my crazy relatives, my typing clients, and all of their inane nonsense and shenanigans. I started writing the day that I got my book of famous quotations and my English and Spanish dictionaries, sometime before my 12th birthday. I remember when I told my grandmother Conchita that I wanted to be a writer. She told me with her usual enigmatic words whenever I came up with an impossible quixotic which crazily translates to something like this from the saying statement to the action deed there is a very long distance in space my Nana always felt that my writing grouped along with my reading, daydreaming, and my obsessive counting was nothing but another one of my puras babosadas, pendejadas, despilfarradas. (laughs) Saliva drooling nonsense that would make me waste and fritter away an entire day doing absolutely nothing. But anyway, that didn't stop me. First chance I'd get, I would sneak away somewhere to write, but without fail, my grandmother would find me. Then she'd she'd sigh, sniff, and snicker, and right there's when she'd smack me on the head with her shoe, or the end of her broom, or with whatever else was in her hands. Well, believe it or not, in spite of the literal and figurative chingasos that life and my grandmother gave me, I still continue to write every chance I got because I wanted and needed to make sense of my life that was filled with empty black areas and horrific nightmares, and of course, this has turned out to be a super long and difficult endeavor without a final resolution in sight. Well, besides claiming to be a writer, I have another delusion of grandeur. I could have been a photographer, like the woman who went around taking pictures of every sad and very poor people during the Great Depression. I forget her name, but it'll come to me when I least expect it. Anyway, just like her, I would have plenty of these gloomy subjects around here, except that I would prefer to take photographs of smiling people, if I could find any. Or, you know, I could have even become a movie director like Alfred Hitchcock Hitchcock, and I would give myself lots of cameo roles and then I'd unobtrusively stroll in and out at all the different murder scenes and like maybe I could be a detective taking copious notes in a red spiral notebook and plus I would get to mingle with the real actors and eat the fabulous catered meals under a rented tent. At present time, I am a typist for my relatives, friends, felons, juvenile delinquents, and a few law-abiding citizens. And I like to introduce myself as a writer to them. Although, to be sure, you could rightly say that calling myself a writer is quite a hyperbolic exaggeration because I truly believe that my command of both the English or Spanish language is almost non-existent due to the fact that I have a very wonky manner of speaking and writing in a very mixed up hodgepodge manner with improper bad English, pocho mocho Spanish, Spanglish and code switching. But before you know it, like an uninvited intrusive comadre mitotera butting into the conversation, My past always inserts itself into my present every chance it finds. And then I can't find margins or seams to separate the two. At these times, I even think that I could be like Joanne Woodward in that movie, Three Faces of Eve, where she had multiple personalities because when she was a little girl, she was forced to touch her dead grandmother. But I know for a fact that I never touched my Nana Conchita to give me this kind of trauma because I never even went up to her coffin. And besides, to be honest, sometimes I think I don't even have one personality, much less three. Chapter seven, remembering the day when I came back to Tucson, Arizona, July 1952. To remember anything from the four years that I spent in Salinas, California, all I have to do is catch myself eating rice with my fingers just like my Nana Josie or reading the plastic wrapper on a head of lettuce where nine times out of 10, the lettuce comes from Salinas or hearing John Steinbeck's name or titles of his novels on Jeopardy and my first and final days in Salinas instantly come into mind. Well, that's Salinas, but the day that I, that I stood outside of my Nana Conchita's house is a day that is so etched into my memory that I can vividly and clearly remember every single overwhelming moment of it to start. After the people in the hotel asked my Nina and me to move out, like in a story by Jules Verne on a day that began arid and windy like in the Sahara desert with the wind blowing, sand flying, and a yellow sky, I have been magically transported through time and space from Salinas, California to Tucson, Arizona. It was an opportune time for everybody because my grandmother had just had a very serious operation on her hips at the Pima County Hospital. And for about six weeks, my nana, Conchita, would be immobilized and unable to move or get up from her bed, and I was to stay and help her. I really don't know how I got here or who dropped me off, but in my hand, I'm holding a paper with the address 937 North Conson, and I'm standing outside a house in a treeless, unpaved, dusty street with one brown suitcase next to me on the dirt sidewalk, and just like in the picture where Rene Martinez, the dishwasher, took in front of the Chinese restaurant back in Salinas, I am wearing the same avocado green California pioneer woman dress that I wore one day over a month ago, but without the stupid bonnet because I lost it on purpose. The deep pockets are stuffed with plenty of pens and pencils from who knows where I got them from. And my hair is combed into two thin braids. Because of the wind, I have to hold down my dress with my hands and I feel tiny sand pebbles hitting my skinny legs and arms, my face and my glasses. And if I breathe through my nose or open my mouth, the dry brown dust enters and chokes me. I don't even remember knocking at the door, but someone is opening the door to let me in. Chapter 20, Gracia was always so popular and never skipped a dance, whereas I, most of the time, just sat there tapping my feet to the music like Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind, who, because she was widowed, cannot dance with anybody. So. For almost an hour, Gracie's been dancing away while I just sit there, popping my gum, just like my nana, Conchita, uh, said that only whores, like my mother and her alcahueta friends did. So there I am, trying to look sexy and bored. with my nalgas getting sweaty, sticking to the chair and swirling my straw and the melting ice cubes of my soda or eating the dried shrimp because who cares if I got bad breath. But sometimes if I was lucky and prayed hard enough, two guys at the same time would come to ask Gracie to dance and the second one would be stuck with me, the leftover which is precisely what happened next. Eusebio Chevo Pesqueria walks to our table to ask Gracie to dance with him, the fast jitterbug in the mood, but when he got to our table, she had already swished away in a swirl of her stiffly starched crinolines, and Chevo Chevo is too polite to turn away when he sees me just sitting there. And right there, anyone in the whole world can see that the pobrecitos stuck with me, the booby prize for a partner. He hesitates for one split second, but then he gallantly puts out his hand to me and without a word, I stand up and memorize his face for all eternity. He was muy bueno. His hair, long to the collar of his shirt, was only oily, light brown, with even lighter brown streaks. He had a mole tattooed on his right cheek with India ink. His his nose was straight as those on a Roman coin, and he had a Fu Manchu mustache, where the ends came down just below the corners of his lips, below these sensual lips. He had a tuft of hair, which in polite company is called a soul patch and his eyes were light brown with specks of gold and flecks of darker brown. In a way, he wasn't so handsome, but he acted as if he was. He wasn't tall, but spiffily dressed in a charcoal gray suit and burgundy shirt that almost matched my pink scarf and skirt. Striped charcoal gray and burgundy tie, gunmetal gray pachuco spit shine Stacy Adams shoes, and a monogrammed pink and burgundy striped starched handkerchief strategically folded and placed in the pocket to show off the letter E. And like the electricity in a weak bulb, I could see a very faint red emanating from his body, probably from the swirling ceiling lights. I was about three quarters inch taller than he was, and I thanked my Diosito Santo that the stingy orky had lent me her black ballerina shoes, which had no heels to speak of. I smiled crookedly, hiding my ugly teeth. And I don't know if he was disappointed with the booby prize that he'd ended up with, but he still gallantly took my hand and led me to the wooden dance floor that had been slicked up with soap flakes and where I, taught by my champion dancer sister Orky and my nana Conchita's robe belt on the doorknob followed every single intricate step that Eusebio, mi diablo, executed to Glenn Miller's In the Mood. Thank you.
1: Quick! I just told Nena, at that that encounter they go to the cemetery and make out. (laughs) And uh, this I learned from other 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 adventures. They know how to take a bra off of you without with with one hand. (laughs) So anyway, um, (laughs) más aventuras. Um, I don't have anything specific, but I do want to thank every, everybody, uh, my daughter Tamara over there, Tamara, <laughs> her husband, Albert, and, and his, his mom and I went to school together. She was called um, Nona. So they had a secret engagement party. They were going to, I hadn't met. So I asked one one guy there at the door, I said, he says, oh, Nona's back there. And I said, what's she doing here? And she says, "Eh, she's Albert's mom. (laughs) So um, I owe so much to the Guadalupe. I told you already, Jorge would just call and say, Silvia, give me a title. (laughs) Silvia, okay. And um, then they would put me up, and I had the best actors aquí. Not, I don't see anybody. Uh, Jose, Jose Rodriguez,
0: Jorge Sandoval, Jose Rodriguez. La Irma,
1: Jorge, ah. Jorge used to play a little old man, but now he's a little old man. <laughs> okay.
2: okay, who's
0: next? Who's
2: next? Jose
0: Rodriguez.
2: Jose. Stand
0: up, Jose, Jorge.
1: Irma, Irma, I gave her some of the best lines in Spanish, <laughs> and she played one in Anhelos por Oaxaca, and she's uh, uh, like a gringa tourist, and all of this, and she goes to one of the passengers, this is what I really happens, and she says, Marashis, maraschis, <laughs> And you wanted Quinta Namera? What did you want? You want Quinta Namera, a song. And they didn't know it. And she says, You don't know Quinta Namera? And then the other guy says, I want uh, Canción Misteca. (laughs) Jose, Jose was. uh, So anyway, they they decided to become their own group and call themselves Los Actores de San Antonio. (laughs) And they made me an honorary. (laughs) Remember. No, okay. <laughs> so, gracias. Gracias. Argentinians are here, right? No. Nope. I think he's in room. No. Okay. So, uh, gracias. He's not here right now.
0: He's still with
1: the Yeah. Did Larry come? Been not Larry. No, they're not. Okay, and Sulema, All right, está la Sulema. Otra. Oh, I got to tell in about bag in She plays a sexy receptionist. (laughs) And I had her there in the, um, is that Amor de Hija? Amor de Hija. And uh, there's one scene where she eats an orange, muy sexy. (laughs) And the music, Alla está Jose backstage, jugando. I know. Because the music was como jazz. So he did like a strip (laughs) backstage. Después me dijeron, and then, but what really happened? Verdad, She's in a restaurant, and this man went with an, an orange. He said, "Dijo, would you please add a craft? <laughs> oh, um, that's one of the things that I say: que las escuelas, besides not reading, are not doing enough teatro. Okay. <laughs> so, um, gracias. Yeah, I You can can say, Mr. Marashi, Mr. Marashi. And then we had to help her with Spanish sometimes because when she wanted macarón, she says, yo quiero (laughs) maricón. And then she went to the mercado. (laughs) You know, they say, I saw the real pigs hanging. (laughs) So, gracias. and I'm meeting so many people that I do hope that I have to remember. And I owe so much to one, okay.
2: <laughs>
1: Anisa. He we went through every single word there, okay. <clears throat> and, the, and, and this is funny because everybody speaks a different Spanish. You <laughs> know, I finally put a stop to it. <laughs> Do you mean this? Do you mean that? <laughs> and, and the word "rasquacho," remember? <laughs> I said, "Well, we use it differently." And so, and, and I'm not going to say all the other words. <laughs> and um, so, gracias. The the thing is, when when you're writing and like I did, I did Spanish and, and English both. En pachuco <laughs> and uh, poquito, nah, not a lot. Pero um, it's it's something that I think we all have that talent. We all have it, verdad? She says yes. Yeah. And um, I was at a, I, I was at a Spanish class for La Revolucion, Mariano Azuela. Well, I didn't know anything in in, in the Mexican Revolution. I could barely read. In in elementary, all I knew in Spanish was Pedro's father goes to the Mercado on a burro. That's all I knew. I said, oh, okay. So (laughs) so when I I wanted to learn Spanish, me metieron allí al de la revolución. And the teacher says to me, ¿Qué papel jugaban las mujeres en la Revolución con Pancho Villa en Chihuahua? Well, I'll be damned. (laughs) Oh, I said, oh. Lavaban la ropa y y cuidaban uh, así, hacían comida y y limpiaban y cuidaban los buques. And the teacher says, no, no había buques en, en, (laughs) en Chihuahua, no había agua. And then this Tejano says, she means kids. <laughs> and then I said, well, what do you call them? And he says, huercos. And I was like, that was new to me. <laughs> so anyway, that was my adventure with Spanish, okay? And um, this is this is my, I've told everybody, I don't criticize a Spanish. No me importa how you say it. It's, and I, I've studied languages, and I think I told... The word communicate, quiere decir, viene de italiano en latín, comunicare. That's the thing, we have to communicate, escribir, hablar, and whatever. And I don't believe, um, (laughs) I have fights with South Americans (laughs) who criticize our Spanish. I don't care, Chile is (laughs) Chile. And, um, y no debemos, I keep saying no debemos de juzgar en que nivel hablamos. Okay, that's it, number one. And um, back to the writing, um, when we do a workshop or whatever, uh, the teachers always say, just begin with an idea, chiquitita. And I call it uh, marinating. You put the idea in here and it marinates.
0: Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is Tony Diaz. I want to thank Roxana Guzman, who is our producer for our social platform broadcast. Also, Rodrigo Bravo, who mixes our show and audio for KPFT 90.1 FM. Mark Andre Pignon is our graphics designer. Robert Ortiz is in charge of our search engine optimization. And, of course, you, dear listeners, are always supporting us. Thanks a lot, and we look forward to seeing you at the Arts.